0: Welcome to the ASA Mechanical Division Report, the bi-monthly podcast that brings you up to speed on how the Mechanical Operations Committee is working on behalf of our mechanical member shops. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association and features Tom Pipo, ASA Mechanical Division Director and owner of Tri-County Motors in Rudyard, Michigan. I'm your host, Tony Mala, and this special podcast is just one of the many member benefits the Automotive Service Association provides to keep you on top of the latest information you need to know to help drive your success. Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the first of the ASA Mechanical Operations Committee podcast. As some of you may be aware, we do bi-monthly reports on the activities of our all-volunteer Mechanical Operations Committee which really takes a look at several issues going on nationwide and in states and offers some advice to the ASA board. Welcome to Tom Pipo, ASA's Mechanical Division Director. Hey, Tom, thanks for joining us today.
1: Well, thanks, Tony. I'm glad to be here.
0: Let's get started. This will be the first of what we will know will be a long series of Mechanical Operations Committee, or MOC, reports that we'll do moving forward. And I'd like to begin by just getting a quick update on some of the things that the uh, MOC has been working on lately. What sorts of projects have you been looking at?
1: We take a look at a lot of things that will affect the industry. One of the things we've been working on lately is a video about air conditioning by DIY people. Basically, this had started to be a cash in the can for California where you recycle your small cans of refrigerant. But it ends up being a, kind of a misleading how-to video on how to charge your own air conditioning and how to do it frequently. That's an ongoing
0: project right now. And the MOC, the in an advisory capacity to, uh, to address some of the things you raised?
1: Yes, yes, we have. We've got a small committee within the committee, and they're looking at ways to just advise the maker of the video to make it a little more realistic so people can really do the right thing instead of recharging the leaking air conditioning system. Let's, let's do it right and get it fixed and then uh, move forward from there.
0: Hmm. You know, you raise an important function of the MOC. I know the ASA board relies on your input, actually the input of both of our committees, MOC and COC, when they're setting direction and identifying issues and things that will impact our members and the industry at large. How often does the Mechanical Operations Committee get involved in this sort of thing? I believe you were involved in something just last year with scanning, where you worked with the collision folks?
1: Yeah, with the new vehicles and the ADAS, the the automated driving systems and all, uh, the collision people are a little bit behind the eight ball because these systems get compromised in a collision, and there's a lot of electronics involved that they haven't had to deal with before. You know, that industry is always, used to be called the bump and paint industry, but you know, it's much more than that now, so... Our committee was working with them to try to get them comfortable with scan tools so they can scan these systems, make sure that they get all the repairs done properly. In fact, they're doing a a pre-scan before any repairs are started. And then they're doing a post-scan when they're done just to make sure that they didn't cause any problems in the course of their repair. This is very important in keeping cars safe on the road, which brings up another point I'll get to.
0: Well, again, I think having the technical expertise, if you will, to share is also a pretty critical function of what the Mechanical and Collision Operations Committees do for each other. But let's focus a little bit on a few things that that I know the Mechanical Ops Committee has been focused on for a number of years now. One of them is the periodic motor vehicle inspection programs around the country that of recent have been under attack by legislators who don't see the value in having some sort of regular safety inspection program. What can you tell us about what's going on in that arena? Uh, Is ASA still engaged? I know there's a couple of states that are that are considering bills like this.
1: Yes, we're very much engaged, Tony. They don't seem to realize that people's safety is involved. If, If an airplane goes down and a few people get killed, they're all over it. But if a car crashes because of a safety item, it seems to be swept under the rug. There's a bill in Pennsylvania that wants to kill, they currently have inspections, but they want to kill part of it. Also, in Virginia, they want to kill part of that safety inspection bill. Automotive safety is of utmost importance, is our stance on this. It keeps people safe on the road, and we're, we're behind safety inspections all the
0: way. I know the two of us did a webinar not too long ago explaining some of the safety concerns that these programs detect and correct, before you have a a tragic outcome. Is that still available?
1: I believe the webinar we did is still available. And it's very interesting because we showed some pictures of some bad brakes, bad tie rods on cars that people had no clue. You know, they were in danger until they fell apart.
0: And the Mechanical Operations Committee, I know, works with the Washington representative on this type of, of legislative effort. Mostly providing advice and, I think, rallying the troops, like, for example, in Virginia, we would be reaching out to our member shops there to, uh, to write their senators and do that sort of thing. Does the MOC help with that nationwide?
1: Uh, yes, we do. We have Bob Redding working for us in Washington, and he's on the forefront of all these bills. He keeps an eyeball on everything and, and uh, keeps us informed on where we have to go and what we have to do to keep all these uh, policies intact.
0: On a national level, I know there's been a bunch of other things that that we're focused on. Everybody is talking about um, the right to repair legislation, the access to information. Um, have you been involved in that in any way?
1: Uh, yes, we have. The data access is, is paramount anymore. And again, with these new cars, with the automatic driving systems, and with the center stacks, with the telematics, you know, your car is collecting information from you. And it's going out into cyberspace and you don't know where it's going. We think that people should have access to their own data and determine where they want it sent to. For instance, back in the 90s when OnStar first became relevant, dealerships were being emailed information about your car. And the dealership would give you an email, hey, your car has a check engine light on, it has a, a certain data trouble code, you need to come in and get this fixed. it goes way back that far. So we kind of think that the car owner ought to decide where his information goes to. Maybe he doesn't want it to go to the dealership. You know, maybe he wants it to go to his own shop, an ASA shop, perhaps. It should be in the owner's best interest to where the data goes.
0: The other side of that coin, I believe, is the information that we need to repair vehicles. I know ASA was a big cheerleader back in the day to make sure that independent shops did have access to the same information that the car dealers got. Is that still an ongoing portion of the revived debate that's undergoing discussion now in Washington and at state level?
1: Yes, it is, Tony. It hasn't been too bad lately. We can get most of the information, but there are a few car makers that are holdouts. They will not share their information. It's it's at their dealership level only. But we're blessed in the automotive aftermarket that we have a lot of information available. Uh, recently, I saw a video where Uh, farmers with farm equipment, that's all very heavily computerized now, and they have no option except to go back to the dealer. And can you imagine what it takes to get a 10-ton harvester to a dealership 100 miles away for service? That is just ludicrous.
0: So you might envision a time when we sort of combine efforts across, even across industries, that would be agricultural, we're obviously mass transit in the consumer arena. Do you see the types of service industries combining their resources at some point?
1: I'm not sure how soon that's going to happen, Tony, but yeah, there's different facets. We have to get probably a multi-point attack on this situation. I think if one industry takes over and goes their way, the, the rest of the industry might follow. I hope it's in a good direction.
0: And I know that we are, we ASA, are part of a number of coalitions addressing telematics, data security, and data access at the moment. Uh, so moving forward, again, a lot of this happens through our Washington rep, I know, but the Mechanical Ops Committee is, again, that think tank I think the board relies on. You're in the field. You're at the tip of the spear, if you will, uh, dealing with this stuff every day. And I think that sort of valuable feedback helps to inform not just the board, but also our Washington rep as to what the needs of the industry are. And I know we've touched on a lot of big ideas here now. We will probably be doing a lot of follow-up with this to get more detail on some of the things we discussed. But let's talk a little bit about the annual meeting. I know the Mechanical Operations Committee had a big role to play in advising our Executive Director, Ray Fisher, as to what some of the training needs were from your perspective. Tell us a little bit about, I think it's May 4th and 5th in Hearst, at the Hearst Convention Center, same place as last year. And the MOC members were involved in identifying uh, some training topics. What sorts of things were they talking about?
1: That's right, Tony. Yeah, most, a lot of the relevant stuff, and again, the automated driving system, ADAS system, we're going to need instruction on this for quite some time because this is a never changing technology. Now, we've had some of these systems out for 10 years, and they're quite different now than they were 10 years ago, such as adaptive cruise control. Um, some of the other topics we're getting, uh, some management topics.
0: We have management topics, I know, and uh, we were talking a lot about the technical side of things. But you know, one exciting thing, uh, I understand they're bringing back cars, the Congress of Automotive Repair and Services, as a co-located event with the annual meeting.
1: That's right, Tony. We're we're pretty excited about bringing cars back. It's gone away for a couple of years, but we think if we start at our grassroots level, bring it back and get some good training back. You know, ASA is all about networking, about people showing up and, and sharing and, and talking. Some of the best experiences come from the old cars shows. I'm looking forward to it a lot.
0: Well, the face-to-face aspect can't be minimized, I'm sure, these days. And training is king. With the pace of change within the automotive industry, just technologically related alone requires almost a, uh, a full-time commitment to training. And I think uh, we're, we're excited about the fact that cars will offer yet another opportunity for that same kind of high-level training to kind of keep everybody on the cutting edge. You've been to a few cars in the past, I take it.
1: I've been to several. Yeah, I, I couldn't even count them, but at least
0: 10. Yeah, I remember it was a uh, it was a very important component of the annual meeting, and we are delighted to see it return. So, looking forward to that. Any final words? Again, we mentioned that May fourth and fifth, all of our members who are listening should save the date and plan to attend that meeting. Again, it'll be here at the Hearst, Texas Convention Center, right in the in the DFW area near Dallas Fort Worth. Tom, we'll look forward to seeing you there. But again, any last words?
1: Uh, last words, if you have some young technicians and you plan on coming to CARS, bring them along with you. It'll be some great training. And if you have some potential technicians, spread the word because this industry always needs uh, new, sharp minds in the field.
0: Yet another thing I know that the MOC members are focused on is identifying the talent we need going forward. But we'll save that discussion for another day. Tom, I want to thank you for your time today. This has been great.
1: Thank you, Tony. It was a pleasure speaking with you.
0: Again, I'm speaking with Tom Pippo, the ASA Mechanical Division Director and shop owner in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So Tom, stay warm up there. Thank you, Tony. Take care. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoyed this special podcast and would like to hear more, we'll have a new one every other month. You can hear them by logging on to your ASA member account. If you're not currently an ASA member and are listening to this podcast, we invite you to become part of the ASA family. For everything you need to become an ASA member, just visit our website at www.asashop.org. That's A-S-A-S-H-O-P dot I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.